Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. You've probably heard the term, there is nothing new under the sun. It sounds very cynical, doesn't it? But when you think about it, there really isn't. And if you really start to look at some of the things that have like come back in trend or on in vogue, if you will, um, I look at coffee. Okay, obviously, I love coffee. Coffee's my thing. So pour over coffee. It's like a hip tr- hipster trendy thing to do, right? Well, pour over coffee has actually been around since the early 1900s. And those lovely flask-looking, almost laboratory-looking things that you see to do a pour-over in is actually a model from like the late 1800s. Um, the French press is making a nice little comeback too. And I, I, have, I have one. I've had one for many, many years. And it's actually, that's been around since the mid-1800s. I mean, there's if you think about everything that's out there, not only do things come around full circle from where they started, but everything is just a creative slight tweak on something that's already been around for a long time. Think about podcasts, right? Well, radio was around forever. Essentially, all I'm doing is a radio show right now, but I can now record it and I can put it up into some kind of technology platform that all you lovely people then can go and listen to. Okay, so yes, we've progressed in the how of some things, but the what really doesn't change. Plays and musicals have been around forever since the beginning of time. I'm pretty sure that people were acting out charades and for amusement, right, and to entertain and to tell stories. Storytelling is not new. No, um, there's not big companies in Hollywood did not corner the market on storytelling. It's always been there. Oral tradition passed through generations upon generations. I think it's innately who humans are. We learn through stories. We share traditions through stories. We have passed on our family stories, you know, histories through stories as well. I mean, because everything right now you look at in Hollywood is a reboot. I mean, truly, there's like no good creative ideas anymore. They're just so they're now they're dipping into all the existing ideas, maybe changing the casting a little bit or, you know, putting another a small tweak on something. But the stories are the same. Even sometimes the shows are a complete direct lift. I mean, and all of if you look at even the history of music, music is just it builds on each other. I mean, but really going back, whether it's, you know, Beethoven and Bach through the blues to rock and roll to now, it's all just built on each other, right? So it's like a continuous thread of melodies and notes. Those things have not changed through time. It's the order you put them in. It's, you know, well, now music's also being rebooted constantly. People are deciding to do remakes of everybody else's music and covers and covers and covers. And I'm starting to kind of understand how my grandparents, you know, rest, all of them rest in peace, but also, you know, older generations kind of roll their eyes at the younger ones because it's like, oh, I've been there, done that, been there, done that. And I mean, I'm 46, but I I even kind of get a kick out of the fact that fanny packs are back. 
And yes, I said fanny pack because that is what we called them when I was in high school. And really only nerds wore them. I didn't have a fanny pack back in the day. But like those were now they're oh, they're cool. Everybody has them because they're practical. I mean, I guess they are. Um, but it just it floored me. I was going shopping once with my goddaughter. I think we were at an H&M and looking at the all of the visuals, you know, and the mannequins. It was like fanny packs and and pocket protectors and like just all these things where I'm like, oh my gosh, I flash back to being in high school in the 90s. And it's just, it's funny because then kids now are like, yeah, this is cool. This is what I'm wearing. And it's like, oh, I, we wore that 30 years ago. Or even when the 80s made it come back, the neons and, you know, the double socks and the big hair and, and, and the music now, the 90s music is all back in too. And it's just, it's funny to me. It's like, and not to sound cynical, and I know this probably come across cynical. It's making you sad because I keep saying there's nothing new. But I really do think in a lot of ways humanity has reached its capacity. So because we've reached our capacity of of thought and, you know, ability, at least in this cycle of our generations, now we're deciding, well, now we're going to question the things that we, we thought we knew to be factually true because everybody – knew what gender was everybody knew what race was science and faith and religion like there was these definite and defined kind of spaces and information and all of these buckets if you will like everybody had opinions about these and it's like well when you're not sure about everything else in the world I think that that's what humans do that's why things keep going full circle over and over again and I don't think it's necessarily a good thing I feel like in some ways, I mean, look at our mental health is awful right now. It's probably the worst it's been ever. And we're the, we're the quote unquote most progressive society now. It's 2022. And yet the, the suicide rates are high. Mental health among kids is at an all time worse. And I'm sorry, you can't totally blame that on lockdowns. I mean, yeah, there were lockdowns and things happened and people suddenly were working remote. Sure, for a couple of years, but... My gosh, the the lack of resilience, the lack of, of fortitude that, that these generations have now is just mind-numbing to me. And I could probably talk all day on why that is and what's happening with that. But I feel like, gosh, 50 years ago, 60, 70, 100 years ago, I don't think kids had these problems. They were probably, you know, working on the farm or working and at young ages, sure, but they were living simpler lives they were probably playing outside a lot more they probably weren't glued to video games or computers and I know I sound like a 95 year old right now but what's just fascinating to me is people need to stop like trying to progress our you know our our humanity and I think that history human history will show us everything does come full circle and we are our own worst enemies and I feel like we create problems where maybe there weren't problems before and now look at the divisiveness in our country and look at the people just they don't know who to to listen to. They don't know who is telling the truth. And everyone's so confused more than ever. It's like this works for, you know, this is a vaccine. No, it's inoculation. This mask, wear a mask, it works. No, it doesn't. You know, this person says it. And it, I really do think a lot of that is because, yes, with the Internet invention, we can now have access to almost way too much information. But we were not ready for that. Clearly, as humanity, we were not ready for that because look at the behavior that people have online. Look at the amount of 
information out there, which I think is a good thing, but people don't know what to do with it. They don't know who to believe. They don't know how to process it. And it's become so overwhelming and scary. And we've opened ourselves up to people who then bully or or say mean things or do things. And then we haven't la- allowed our humanity to figure out how do we handle these people? How do we stay resilient? How do we go, I don't give a crap what 50 people say on social media. I don't even know you. You know, and it's so it's really been kind of depressing to me that we're so worried about progressing, if you will, that we're actually regressing. And because we are not, again, like the whole, I know I did a whole episode about the metaverse. It's like, clearly, we are not ready for the concept of living our lives in virtual ways or integrating virtual reality and AR into everything that we do. If we can't even handle like Twitter, I don't think we're ready for that. So what my concern is, is that either We are going to even make mental health worse and worse and worse, and people are going to become even more basket cases and need more therapy and need more uh, all of that, or it's going to completely implode, and we're going to go back to the way it was 100 years ago, and people are going to completely disconnect. And actually, I know a lot of people who are starting to completely disconnect off social media because they're like, it's too much, and it's not healthy for me. And I need to put my phone down. And I want to be present with humans around me and people around me. And I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I, I just think it's a fascinating place to live right now. Because I actually think, too, that we're so, so, so worried right now as a society to make everything so equal and equitable that we're actually destroying the uniqueness of people. And we're actually taking away people's ability to just be who they are and be unique and be individuals. And I think some of that is the name of, well, you shouldn't be a mean individual and you shouldn't like say those things. And so I'm going to cancel you or that's, that's offensive. What you're saying is offensive. So I'm going to cancel you too. And then people don't realize what cancel culture is doing is it's actually canceling out good and bad. And it's actually, yes, you will offend somebody. Everyone has the propensity to offend someone. But if you allow yourself to be offended, that's when you're offended by something. And I know people are probably listening to this going, but Carlene, there are people out there that are saying some bad things. Yeah, I know. I read them too. I see them too. But I also appreciate that as humans, that we have freedom to believe even stupid things and say stupid things. And that is our freedom. The internet did not change that. Those people had those opinions before social media was a thing. That that's People have always existed not agreeing on things and seeing things in multiple viewpoints. So why now do we want to cancel out people's opinions? Oh, because they're now in my space and I see them and they're bothering me and they're creating all this hostile and detention, you know, att- you know, tension and division. And stuff. No, well, they're not. You're allowing it to. You're giving people platforms to, sure. But by you engaging in that and letting it seep into you and anger you and, and live inside of you, you're giving the person power over you. Who cares? People... I hate to say it, but there's always been racist people, and there always will be. And that is not something the people who just shut me off right now are like, no, we can make a utopian society. I, I wish that was true, but it's not. Because if history is evidence, there's always evil in the world. There's always good in the world. There are always going to be people who make bad decisions and bad choices to kill someone else or to hurt somebody else because they make bad choices, because humans have free will. So why are we so focused on trying to make everybody something that we can't possibly do instead of focusing your energy back on you, 
You be the change. You be the person that's going to say, hey, I'm not going to say things like that and I'm not going to be like that. Stop trying to force everybody else into what you think they should be. All I see right now are these loud, noisy few getting everybody spun up online. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. This is not this is a bipartisan mm-hmm. comment. You take with it what you will. But when I look at it, it's like everyone's just become sheep. Everyone buys what some media outlet says. Everyone buys what somebody else says. Everybody, and then they jump on it and they start going, rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> it's like the stupidest thing to watch. And where has leadership gone? Leadership has gone because everybody wants now to be on a side. Everybody's like, oh, but I'm, I'm going to, if I don't align on this side, well, then they're going to cancel me. They're going to oust me. I'm going to be, you know, no one's going to talk to me at work or, or wherever or the PTA or whatever or school. My God, we lost what leadership means. Being a leader means going against the flow, being a nonconformist. It means standing up for principles. It means leading, walking, walking forward and saying, hey, this is where I'm going. And I want, to, I want y'all to come along with me because we're going to go to great places together. Being a sh- but leading also means that sometimes your voice is going to stand out and it's going to upset people. Because you're trying to show and be a leader and you're trying to be the person out there to say, hey, everyone, time out. Let everyone have their own opinion. Let everyone bring a different point of view to the table. It's okay. It's going to be okay. This is what has made humanity interesting and fascinating. And it's so ironic to me that the same people who are all about uniqueness, authentically you, bring your whole selves, diversity rules, all that stuff, which, by the way, I agree with all that. It's awesome. But the same people who say all that are the same ones that want to cancel out everybody who doesn't agree with them. Uh, hello? By definition, that means you're saying, yes, I respect the fact that you have a different opinion, that you're being authentically you, that you're bringing your whole self to, and that you and I have completely different viewpoints. You don't have to agree with them, but you have to freaking respect it. And yes, you do, because that's to me, that's natural law. That's the way we are, we are born as humans. We are born to be free and to mentally be free thinkers. And again, people who want to claim to be progressives and free thinkers, but they, oh, no, no. But see, if you, if you think that over there, well, then you're a bigot and you're racist and all that. Time out. Hold on. Now you're name calling. Now we're 10 years old. Now that's not, a, that's not at all what that person thinks or believes. And now you're creating, you're part of the swirl that's happening in the media world. Oh, it just makes me sad, people. So, yeah. I, in the name of, like, equity and equality and all of that, let's not let people lose their true selves and lose their voices. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree. That's been, again, the beauty since the beginning of time. And recognize that this is all a circle. This is all a circle. That, you know, things will go full circle. Round and round we go because we're humans. And again, we do have a certain capacity as humanity. And that's okay. It's also why, frankly, that I do believe in God. And I believe that there's a higher power, higher purpose for our lives. Because, my God, if my faith was in humanity, then I understand why people would want to do bad things or harm themselves or want to because, you know, I'm like, really? Because humans are not all that impressive to me. That sounds cold for someone who pours so much of themselves into trying to help people, right? 
I don't mean for it to be. I mean for it to be a more liberating kind of feeling of to say, hey, it's okay to not have all the answers. It's okay to humbly admit that, you know, I don't understand everything. And there's so many inexplicable things in this world, in this universe, and that's cool. And it's okay that I don't have all the answers. And as a leader, and I wish more leaders did this, frankly, I don't think we'd be in half the drama we're in with COVID. They just admitted they didn't know. They weren't sure. I'm not sure. Let's hope this shot works. Let's hope these masks work. I mean, what we can tell from now, I wish they would be more humble and and show humility, not double down on their own lies and BS. They know that stuff works or doesn't work. Oh, but the people can't handle it. Yes, we can. You're just a human just like me. You, president, no better. CDC, no better. Everyone over there, everyone in office, I don't care. You're no better than I am. No better than I am. The only one better than any human on this earth is God, in my opinion. And that's why I believe we need to, we, we are created for a purpose. We're all here to fill a purpose with our gifts, with our talents, and to make the world a better place. And yes, we are made for community. Yes, we are made to connect with others. And yes, we're beautifully made so uniquely in God's image. And it's awesome. I love different people. I love people who are different than I am. So much more interesting. How boring would it be if everybody looked the same? How boring would it be if everyone thought the same? How boring would it be if we all had completely one type of belief system or one type of culture or one type of government? Ugh. It's why I cannot ever fathom wanting to be in a socialist or communist country. Oh, I visited those countries. I even lived in one for a while. Well, wasn't quite as harsh as mainland China, but... I mean, got a glimpse of it enough to know, man, I feel very blessed to live in this country. Yeah, we have problems, but still, the best opportunity you have to go from zero to hero, from nothing to something, is in this country. Little girls can be Oprah. Little boys can be Denzel. You know, this is, it's an amazing nation. We're not plagued without our issues, but why can't we focus more on what what our commonalities are, what our greatness is? Instead, what we're doing, we're literally allowing, we're not being leaders because we're being sheep. We're allowing 1% of some people out there to convince us to give them the power and authority over our lives. I'm not okay with that because, one, they're no better than me. Two, this has to come full circle into some other some other wave of, you know, thinking and, and thought patterns. But the reality is, is I feel like we're just going backwards, so... All right, I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, But here's what I think we can do. First sip, don't be a sheep. Be a shepherd. Don't watch yourself, leaders. Watch yourself that you're getting caught up into this group or that group or, you know, some divisiveness. Be a shepherd. Be a shepherd of people. Talk to people. Listen. Seek to understand. Care about others. Show compassion for others. It's not about taking sides. It's not right. It's about respecting the individuals, whoever they are, whatever they are. Second tip, I think we also need to go back to logic and rational thinking. And we need to really recognize, we have to separate our emotions. And emotions can lie. Feelings lie. And by the way, life is not fair. Like, stop trying to make everything fair. It's just, it's, it's a, 
it's like perfectionism. It's, it doesn't exist because one's perfect is another's imperfect. Same thing with one's fairness is another's unfairness. It's just, we're not, we didn't start, Dave Ramsey said this really well. It's like, unfortunately, we, not unfortunately, I mean, we, we all didn't start from the same starting line. But we can go as far in life. We can go just as far in life. So when you look at, like, people who have different abilities or, you know, disabilities, people who have, um, you know, different things. Like, I, I, I went to a conference yesterday and saw Nick, and I'm going to butcher his last name, but Nick V, so I'm not going to say it. Um, he was born with no arms and no legs. And he's incredible. He's so motivational, so inspirational. But, I mean, he wasn't always. Like, if you hear his story, he tried to kill himself when he was a little boy because he was teased constantly, because you can imagine. But he's overcome so much. So did he start on the same starting line as someone who has two arms, two legs? No. But look at where he's gone. (laughs) Look at how he surpassed a lot of us who do have lots of limbs, you know? And, and he's making his impact and difference in the world. It's harder, a lot of things harder. He needs care workers. He needs people to help him. It's, it's very different, sure. But you can, be, you can be the best you can be, even if you didn't start at the same starting line as everyone else. And I do, I do love that. And, um, but I do think also, stop, again, stop focusing on the emotional and the feeling part of everything because – Again, I'm not saying don't have feelings and don't have emotions and that hurt and pain and frustration isn't real. It is. But what but but you gotta like give that space and then stay stay take a step back and accept more logic, rational thinking. So much of the decisions we're making nowadays is based on emotion and they're not gonna be good decisions because they're gonna be based on feelings and and an initial reaction to things as opposed to something a little bit more thoughtful and something that's going to actually help not hurt um, and I know that's difficult to do especially when emotions are high for a lot of reasons and um, but we've got to get back to thinking through things with logic teaching our kids how how to think not what to think but how to reason through and apply logic and reason two things. All right, last sip. I think we, I think we need to get back to believing in what's possible and cheering on everybody's individual paths in life and individual like I'm all for teamwork in a work market in a workplace and and this is not saying anything about that. What I'm saying is as leaders, it's accepting and loving that everyone is unique and that everybody is uniquely gifted and encouraging people to go after whatever their future and their dreams and whatever they want it to be, to truly embrace their passions and to encourage that. And as leaders, that's our job. And it's not our job to judge what those are. It's not our job to think, oh, well, you should really be doing this and and that, and I don't think that's a good idea and that's a bad idea. It's really to encourage, like, what are you gifted to be? What are you uniquely created for? What is your purpose in life? And then how can I help you get there? Even if it's not on your own team, even if it's not something that you quite understand, when you see somebody's face light up because they have found their calling and they have found their mission and purpose, 
it's, there's nothing greater to a career coach, to a coach, to a leader, even to a friend, even to a family member, right? Which hopefully we all are those too. I think we need to focus less on trying to make everybody the same and give everybody the exact same thing. And because what's happening is we're starting to push everyone down to the same level as opposed to encouraging everybody to go up and whatever up means for them. And it might be different and that's okay. Just know that, you know, when you look at, look at the human condition, you look at humanity, you look at history and recognize, you know, there's been a lot of low points throughout history that are not dissimilar from today. I think the only difference is the technology we're using, truly. People have had problems. People have warred. People have, you know, stormed castles. They have stormed. There's nothing new except we're living in it. That's what's different. We're living in it. And technology does play a role, absolutely, in how this all works. But But humanity in and of itself, who we are biologically, mindfully, spiritually, physically, everything, we have not changed. And I think that that's something we can hold on to to get us through tough times and recognize this too shall pass as well. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.